Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. I believe in miracles and we pray and we believe in the power of God to do incredible things. But some people, unless church becomes a circus, they don't want to listen. They don't want to hear. It takes discipline to listen to a sermon. It takes discipline to follow a train of thought. It takes determination to prepare your heart to hear what God is saying. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and At times, it can be hard to follow a conversation or listen intently to a dry speaker. This doesn't mean the person we are listening to doesn't have a great message, however. Pastor Ed today asks us to remember that listening to messages about Jesus should never be taken for granted. The more we listen, the more we find there is much to learn about our Savior, who is truly one of the most interesting people to have walked the earth. Jesus' life is full of applications for our own lives, and we should crave that knowledge. Now here's Pastor Ed with part two of today's message entitled, Sloth. has a rippling effect. It not only impacts the person, it impacts everybody around them. It impacts the community, their family, their friends. You see it in Proverbs 18.9. Our relationship to others is impacted by the sin of sloth. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Notice the adjective, a great destroyer. This person destroys things. America is moving further and further and further away from the Judeo-Christian values that it was founded on. As we move further and further away, we are losing our sense of work, a work ethic. You know the standing joke people working for the Department of Transportation, 10 men on the road, eight supervising and two working, and they're the new novices. I was reading something in the Nashville Banner, and it had a cartoon of people working, and it had a sign, and a sign along the road said, uh, men working ahead, and then there was another sign, We hope. (laughs) Sloth impacts the way I live my life. In the office, a person just winds up wasting time by daydreaming or by surfing the internet or by being excessive in their socializing or by coming late and going home early. Our nation is in deep trouble. Our whole culture is being impacted by the sin of sloth. From the office worker 
to the government worker, to the politician, to the church. I think of what Jerome K. Jerome said. I like work. It fascinates me. I can sit and look at it for hours. And that's how some people feel. We must recognize that not only our words are our testimony, but our works are our testimony. Not only what we say, but how we live and what we do. All of this testifies to our relationship with God. Sloth can break down the most intimate and closest of relationships. Tony Campolo talked about his counseling experience. And he said in his counseling experience, he found that often the problem in marriage wasn't so much that they were mismatched or they had some other problem, but the problem was they weren't willing to work. And he relates the story. Let me read it to you. He says, laziness is the major cause in a lot of problems in marriages. In almost every case, those whose marriage failed simply were too lazy to do what was necessary to make their marital relationship work. Now he's speaking about the people he counseled. In one particular case, the husband became preoccupied with sports. When he was in high school, he played on the basketball and the football teams. In the early years of marriage, his wife tried to share his interest. She went to the games with him, cheered for the hometown professional teams. She regularly read the sports page of the newspaper in order to be informed enough to carry on conversations with her husband about how the players and teams were doing. But his interest in sports grew until it became a total preoccupation. Nothing else in life seemed to interest him. His sexual interest in his wife diminished. His involvement in church declined. And there was room for nothing else in his life but sports. One day his wife left him. And he came to Tony Campolo for counseling. And he began to tell, this is what you need to do to get your wife back and you could do it and he began to explain and give the details of and the man responded you know I've thought about that but I think it's just too much work I don't know if it's worth it to get her back and do all of that and Tony Campolo goes on to say that's the sad attitude of many good marriages just don't happen Strong families just don't fall into our laps. It is work, hard work. I remember talking to my daughter, Melissa. We were on Route 9. It was several months before she was to get married. And I turned to Missy and I said, Missy, in a short time you'll be married. And I want you to know, marriage is one of the most difficult things that you'll ever do in life. It takes work to be successful. You'll have to work at it. When's the last time you've read a book on marriage? How to be a better husband. How to be a better wife. How to improve your communications. How to strengthen your relationship. How to be a better parent. Well, pastor, I fall asleep when I read. Well, get up out of the lazy boy chair. Stand with the book in your hands and pace and you'll stay awake. If that doesn't work, get your iPod, put a book on it, and go to the gym and go on the treadmill. 
It takes work to make a marriage. They just don't happen. Laziness is permeating every aspect of our culture. It was M. Scott Peck who said, laziness is the major cause of evil, a primary cause of psychological illness, and the main reason that Americans are increasingly failing in human relationships. It's amazing. We'll sit in front of the television, and we act as if when our sports team is won, as if we've accomplished something. People want to live vicariously through those sports figures or through those movie actors or actresses. Some people are so lazy, they say, well, I wouldn't do that, but let me watch somebody else do that. And so they just want to simply live vicariously through TV. It's a spiritual malaise that has fallen upon our culture, and it even has influenced the church. Listen to this poem. On the table, side by side, the Holy Bible and the TV guide. One is well-worn, but cherished with pride. Not the Bible, but the TV guide. One is used daily to help me decide. No, not the Bible, it's the TV guide. As pages are turned, what shall we see? It doesn't matter, just turn on the big screen TV. Confusion reigns, they can't all agree on what they should watch on the big screen TV. So they open the book in which they confide, not the Bible, the TV guide. The word of God is seldom read, maybe a verse as they fell into bed. Exhausted and sleepy and as tired as can be, not from reading the Bible, but from watching TV. God calls us to be diligent, to be people who act out, live out their fate. It was George W. Truett who said, not to do what we ought to do is as bad as doing what we ought not to do. It's not just the fact that, well, I'm I'm not doing the wrong thing, but are you doing the right thing? And the negligence of doing the right thing is still sin. It's laziness. It's sloth. How does it uh, impact our relationship to God? And it does. It does. In Ephesians 5.14 We've looked how it impacted our relationship with ourselves. We looked at how it impacts our relationship with others, the society, even our families, our homes. Some parents are so lazy they will not discipline their children. It takes effort to discipline them. Just let them run wild, do whatever they want to do. Are they going to grow up like that? Yeah, it's hard to discipline. And it costs something. And it's not easy and you're not always popular. But you're biblical. You're biblical. Train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And then when they're old, they're not depart from it. Our relationship to God is also impacted by the sin of sloth. In Ephesians 5, 14, it says this. For it is, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why 
it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Some people actually are spiritually asleep. They've gone off into this deep, comatose state. It happens when they walk into church on a Sunday morning and they sit down and somehow they go off into never, never land. It's spiritual boredom. Spiritual boredom. You know, children, you sometimes hear them say, I'm bored. I do remember a day when it was the child's responsibility to entertain themselves. But we won't go there right now. But some people, as they grow up, never grow out of childhood. And they come to church and they want to be entertained. You know, I I believe in miracles and we pray and we believe in the power of God to do incredible things. But some people, unless church becomes a circus... They don't want to listen. They don't want to hear. It takes discipline to listen to a sermon. It takes discipline to follow a train of thought. It takes determination to prepare your heart to hear what God is saying. I think about bored, bored with God. Give me a break. Who is God? He is the creator, the sustainer. He is the most interesting person in the universe. But when the sin of sloth grips a man's mind and heart and soul, he sits back and he gives a big yawn or a woman. Just indifferent. The word of God, do we read it? Do we spend time in praying to the Lord of the universe? Do we make time for fellowship in the house of God? To be spiritually bored is a sin. To think about the great thoughts, the spiritual realities should captivate our hearts, our emotions, our minds. It is a spiritual lethargy that has swept across the land. Church after church after church after church Community after community, unless people are titillated with something that tickles their ears, they won't sit up and hear. Jonathan Edwards, in a monotone voice, standing behind his podium in New England, read the sermon, Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God, And people were gripped with holy fear and holy thought and wept and prayed and revival broke out in New England. It's not always in the shout. At times, it's in the still, small voice. It's not always in the earthquake. It's sometimes in God prompting us and speaking ever so softly to us. Wake up. Wake up, wake up. A lethargy sweeping across the land. People determining their theology by how they feel and what the culture says and what people might think in the society rather than digging into the word of God and the sacred scriptures. People 
thinking at all. I'm going to just, well, you know, there's an absentee problem in the house of the Lord. People don't take seriously their attendance at church. There's an absentee problem in the kingdom. Well, I'll go this week, maybe next week. What's the preacher talking on this week? Well, uh, maybe we could make it. I believe it was May who said this. Such is the experience of sloth at its profoundest level. A spiritual deadness or a numbness so complete that one's soul ceases to be refreshed by the fountain of sanctifying grace. Think, we're worshiping the God of glory. That should overwhelm me. We're standing in the presence of Almighty God, the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed, the book of Romans, the book of Galatians. Scripture should grip our heart. This book is preparing us for where we will spend all eternity. These few short years, gone in a moment, finished in a moment, all over with. It's what lasts for all eternity that should occupy your heart, my heart, our lives. Spiritual lethargy, don't let sloth creep in and stifle your spiritual response to God. Spiritual apathy. In Romans 12, 11, never, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Well, I didn't like the song. Give me a break. <laughs> Worship God. Well, today the sermon wasn't quite as captivating. There wasn't enough illustrations in the map. Come on. Is there truth there? Are they talking about the lover of your soul? Is your heart, sometimes you have to come in and stir your heart. Sometimes you have to come in and say, I'm gonna worship God. I had a rough week. Maybe the song leader had a rough week or the preacher had a rough week. Or, but listen, I'm here to worship because he's worthy of praise. He's worthy of honor. He's worthy of glory. And I'm overwhelmed with his glory. How can we sit and just give a big yawn when we're in the presence of Almighty. Ian e. Bounds said, our laziness after God is our crying sin. No man gets God who does not follow hard after him. There must be a passion that drives us to serve him. When a person becomes spiritually slothful, Nothing moves him. I remember years ago, this man by the name of Gene. And Gene, whenever the Holy Spirit would move, it seemed like a bubble went around him. It seemed like a wall was built up all about him. And he went untouched by the presence of God. Bored at the presence of God? There are people. There are. That's why the divines, that's why the theologians talked about the sin of sloth. 
where a person could be in the midst of a move of God's presence, but walk out like absolutely nothing happened. Take the mirror of God's word. In the mirror of his word, do we see the deadly sins, any of them? Is there lust? Is there gluttony? Is there greed? Is there anger? Is there envy? Is there pride? Is there spiritual sloth? There ought to be this yearning in our hearts to become more like Christ, to grow in holiness, sanctification, Christ-likeness. There's spiritual negligence when sloth takes over in a person's life. Jesus told a story about a steward who was going away and left his property in charge of three men. He gave one five talents, another one uh, several talents, another one uh, two talents, and one man came and he buried his talents. He never used them. Listen to what is said about this man. Jesus comments on this spiritual negligence. He said, then the man who had received The one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Remember the story of the ten virgins? Five were wise, five were foolish. The five that were foolish simply had not prepared. They weren't ready when the bridegroom came. They were negligent. Some people just don't do anything wrong, but they really don't do anything. That's sin. That's spiritual laziness. Well, pastor, I don't smoke, I don't drink, and I don't hang out with those who do. But what do you do? What difference are you making? James says in 4.17, anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it. What's that word? Sense. It's time again that the church, that believers talk about right and wrong Talk about what pleases God. Talk about sin and holiness, righteousness and judgment. It's time that there would be a fire in our bones, a passion in our hearts, that when we would come into the house of the Lord, we would pursue him with holy passion, not worship him in indifferent apathy. It was Charles Hodge, the theologian, who said, not to serve God is to serve Satan. God has a grand purpose for your life. And you don't have to commit some great sin to miss that purpose. And can be a sin so subtle but yet so deadly as sloth, laziness that just keeps you in a spiritual malaise that you never become and never do what God wants you to become 
and God wants you to do. The 1995 film starring Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt highlighted gruesome crimes all centered around the seven deadly sins. And while this movie is far from biblical, we do know that each one of us are open to the temptations of the flesh. Pastor Ed is sharing a seven-part series, each part on a specific sin. To learn more about Building in Faith or to get a free copy of today's teaching, simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. That's buildinginfaithradio.com. Although Building in Faith is a huge blessing, we pray that it's not your only source for the teaching of the Word of God. It's our hope that you're attending a church that teaches God's Word from beginning to end. If not, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for Worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For service times, driving directions, and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Edward Jones. Please join us next time as Pastor Ed continues teaching through his series entitled Seven Deadly Sins, right here on Building in Faith. Your word restores.